Mind of Man, Mind of God, number 30, take three. <laughs> it's February the 25th, 2007, the first Sunday in Lent. How's it going, Dave? Well, it's fine. I, I, I not, this would be the third time I'm telling my story about the Peace Bear, so it's going to, has by now lost all spontaneity. Well, you guys, don't, we tried to start the show two times already before, and the phone was being stupid, so. Anyways, yeah, things are fine. Um, I'll just cut to the chase that you've heard. This is the third time you've heard this story now, Reiner, that I almost got into a fight at the peace fair that they had here. Um, cool, you should have. <laughs> I know I should have. I, I miss these opportunities. So, so when was this fair? It was yesterday, and it was a little bit like kind of a hippie, woodstocky kind of feel to it, but they do this every year in Tucson, and, and they just have booze there and people walking around and music. It's kind of a kind of a nice thing. It's not specifically for Lent, though, is it? I don't think so. <laughs> no, not really Lent-related. It's just a coincidence. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you get drunk on Mardi Gras? No, I didn't. Did you? <laughs> no, I meant to, but I didn't. <laughs> I, did, I, wish I, I, had. I wish I'd been in New Orleans. Yeah. I wonder how I New Orleans... Go there. Let's go there for Mardi Gras and do our... Maybe we should go there and do a show from there. Yeah, maybe we should get together once ever and do a show. <laughs> Somewhere. Somewhere. Newark. Newark. Something. Rome. That, Let's go to Rome. No, that's in the plan, Dave. That's remember, that's in the plan. We're gonna do the show on David Letterman playing football with the hot girls, right? That's right. That's right. That that is that is why we're doing this. That's our objective. Some people might think it's because we want to share our take on the word of God and man and some people think that, but you and I, we know differently. <laughs> you know what our real motivation is. Yeah, that's a, that's a secondary objective. But, of course, I've always thought that... I've read this the other day, and I've always thought this, that the only reason that men generally do anything is to get women. I mean, if you were looking at the whole development of Western culture, I think that's pretty much it, whether you're talking about art, architecture, poetry, You know, music. it's a funny thing, though, Dave. What? That that's the only reason we do everything, and yet we don't get them. You know? I don't know. Yet. 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 All right. Been discovered. Okay. So, did you look at these readings at all? I did. Did they say anything to you? They said temptation to me. Temptation. Yeah. Wow. That's what they said. Temptation, testing, and faith. Those were T T and F. That was what I got out of it. You know what? Get out of it. That's interesting. Say that again. Temptation. What was the other? Well, I said temptation, testing, and faith. Faith. And I thought it was that interplay between those, because the first reading was talking about how they were in Israel and the Egyptians were being rotten to them, and they had faith, and God got them out of that. Say, hey, look, see what I did for you? Every time you thought, just remember, that's what I did for you. Don't forget. And then... Then we got into the whole uh, gospel thing was about temptation. like not... The 40 days in the desert. Well, I've been much there much longer than him already. <laughs> Years now. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 40 days in the desert, that's a long time. Kind of like the Lent thing. Probably, yeah. 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 It's a precursor oh, to the whole... that makes sense. Yeah, it's a precursor. Yeah, I just completely blew that one. So, yeah, it's a precursor to Lent. That's sort of where the idea came from, but... Yeah. Right, it's a fine thing to go out there and get kind of basic and not fill your body full of food, water, and stimulation. Yes. You've done that before, haven't you? Fasting kind Fasting? of thing? Yeah. Yeah. You mostly did it for some hippie reason, though, didn't you? Well, I did it because my girlfriend <laughs> was 
like eating macrobiotic food. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I was sort of fasting the whole time. I was eating meat. You know, I was kind of, it was kind of Lent for like two or three years for me. Uh-huh. Which I don't know if that worked out so well. I kind of lost a lot of weight. Yeah. People at work did like an intervention with me. They they got me in a bar and said, you know, we're worried about it. <laughs> I said, are you, they thought I was anorexic or something. Hmm. Said, no, it's just my girlfriend. <laughs> well, Dave, see, there you go. The only reason you did anything was for I know. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's horrible, but it's true. It's true. Okay, you know, I found that interesting because I read this and I said, you know, the first one, blah, blah. And then you go to the gospel and, and it's the, you know, devil devil and the temptation in, in the desert 40 days. Except that when I wandered by the psalm, that seemed to be the theme to me. Be with me, Lord, when I am in trouble. Yeah. And I went, you know what? Yeah, even though it's temptation, I guess, you know, that would be your trouble. And, and it's always like, well, God was, is always with you. Yeah. And, you know, even though you're in trouble. <laughs> right. E- even though you might not always get it. Oh, right. Right. All right. There was something, wait a minute, there was something about that in there. I've forgotten. There was yeah. some specific thing. Oh, wait a minute. Actually, I pulled something up. I printed, go ahead, keep talking about something. Well, I look for this thing. <laughs> okay, well, and then here's the other one that, that got me. Stop okay, go that. ahead. Don't oh, go whist- ahead. Don't whistle. I hate whistling. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so, so so then the thing that we're skipping by is the second reading, which is your classic Protestant reading, Romans 10, 8 or something. It's You know, it's the, <laughs> if you believe what God has raised from the dead, blah, blah, blah. For one believes that the heart is so justified, confesses with the mouth and is saved. It's that whole... Have you accepted Jesus? Yes, I have. Therefore, you're saved. Thing. I went. Hmm. I don't know. You don't think so? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Well, I'm just. I'm okay. I'm gonna be in trouble for this. Oh well. I just hate that whole. You know, check this box on the car. Therefore, you're saved. All right. Have you ever had any Protestants come up to you and say, "Have you been saved?" No. Uh. I've had like people come up and say, uh, "Do you have, do you know the Lord or something? Do you know Jesus yeah, Christ?" Yeah, it's that whole same speech of you know that if kind of stuff. if I do this, then I am saved. Mm. You know, and you go, yeah, it's it's, and the answer is yes, I've been saved, but but their take on it is more, oh, if I just profess Jesus as my personal savior, therefore I'm saved. Well, you are saved. Everybody's saved. It's just that you still have to, <laughs> you know, accept the salvation. And, I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it always it seems like they they had that concept of, well, I'm saved, therefore, whatever I do, I can't be lost. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Jesus saved us, but that doesn't mean we can just, you know. Rest coast. on our laurels. Exactly. So, so to speak. Yeah. So, anyway. So did you find what you were looking I for? I did. Here's what, I'm not sure how this relates. This guy was talking at Paul's something, talking to those Corinthians or something, and he's saying, I think he was paraphrasing, he said, look, my friends, if you view things temporally, you are going to be upset by every bump in the road. But if you consider that you are already an eternal creature, then you will view the vicissitudes of your earthly lives as little more than necessary inconveniences to the accomplishment of God's greater purpose. You will begin to be able to rejoice even in crises. The world will see disasters, but you will see the glory of God. So I thought that was sort of an interesting quote. Um, Who's that from? Well, they are talking about one of the uh, Paul Colossians. 
Uh-huh. The Corinthians and Colossians, maybe. Who's doing the talking? Paul. Paul. I just meant that's not a Paul reading, is it? Well, I think it was. No, it was a sort of a paraphrasing of a Paul reading. Okay. I guess this guy's take on. It. I'm not sure who this is. I don't know. William Simpson, some guy named William Simpson. But anyways, I kind of thought about that. That, that when they were talking about all these things, like coming out of Egypt and you know just remembering all that stuff, and then we're talking about all these temptations that that God was or Jesus was going through that. It's kind of interesting to keep your mind on when you're going through all these things that you, I don't think, I think we get really pretty lost in it sometimes rather than, well, you know, I'm just kind of here. You know, I'm just, just, I'm in the museum or I'm at the amusement park or whatever you want to view life as. And, you know, this is not, this is not the end all and be all of existence. And I'm just trying to kind of get through this whole deal. Um, so there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture. There's a bigger there's, journey. Yeah, there's bigger context of what's happening to you in your life than just the things that are happening to you in your life. And, and maybe, it, you know, it's, it's one of those deals, too, where, you know how when you're pressing on something, when you're trying to, uh, you know, when success is so important that you wind up screwing up because success is too important. I think sometimes even life and spirituality can be that way. It gets so important that you wind up, somehow sabotaging yourself or screwing it up anyways it's interesting as you're saying this and i'm thinking about what you're saying my eyes are wandering and there's there's this puzzle here on the table of uh, that my daughter has with photo mosaics right it's kind of like that you know there's all these little pictures and and if you think each of those little pictures is the answer but when you back away for it there's a you know all the each little individual thing makes a big picture. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, so it's like individual photographs, but they've been put together to make this larger thing. Exactly. Yeah. And life That's is cool, actually. You know, life is kind of like that. Okay, you've got all these little things in your life, and you don't ever see the big picture unless you know. Maybe you'll never see it till after you're dead, and you look back and say, "That's what that meant." <laughs> Right. You know, that was a dark spot because I needed to make, you know, the nose or something. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Yeah. But, that's true. You know, and, and it's, I guess the only thing you could do, if you concentrate too much on the big picture, then maybe you don't even do anything, you know? I mean, you don't get into the game. So it's like you got to be in the game. Right. At, you you got to make the little picture so the big picture can right. be made. Right. Wow. It's almost like you got to walk both. You, you have to have, even if you just have the thought in the back of your mind, of, you know, of, hey, this is part of a big picture, even though I'm not going to concentrate. I'm going to concentrate on what i got to do. And I don't know. I guess that's a way of also looking at how to deal with all the, you know, challenges that occur in life in terms of thinking hope or, or whatever, you know, because I think we can fall into that versus, you know, because we always... If you look at the big picture, sometimes you think, oh, this is all pointless and hopeless, too. We're all going to die in a fiery, you know, nuclear blast or something. <laughs> Gee, that's... <laughs> you feel inspired out there, everyone? I, I, do. I hope so. That's, that's kind of your Lenten message there. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't done. The other part of that is, yeah, you can think that, but you don't really know. And the thing is, you know, there's a whole bigger plan that you have to be going on. Yeah. Well, well, that's sort of that is sort of the Lenten thing. I mean, it's the dark give up times so that we can get to Easter. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, that that yes, if if everything's just the same on an even keel, 
and then all Easter means is I get to go buy my, you know, peanut butter eggs and eat them. Right. You know, it's it's like making art, you know, or music. You need to have dynamics and and contrast, or it's just all gray. <laughs> right. Well, do you get something from when you are? You, I don't want to ask you what you're doing for Lent, but when you give up something for Lent, do you what what kind of things do you get out of that, or what what's your experience of that? Does it feel like a loss, or does it feel like it? makes you concentrate on certain things more or more aware of certain things? Or? It's, it's Actually, yeah, we discussed that. <laughs> it's, it's more like, uh, you know, preparing for a race kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like I'm actually not giving up so much on that. I just start, tried yesterday. I'm going back to the gym. I should have been going. Right. So instead of giving something up, I'm saying, yeah, I'm giving up my saying I'm going to the gym and instead of actually going. <laughs> well, you, you are giving something. You're giving up sloth. Exactly. Yeah, so that's the thing. thing to give up, I yeah, guess. It, it's and that's the thing. It's it's hard to give up bad habits. You need to replace them with good ones. Well, that's in the I Ching, which is the Chinese Book of Changes. Yes, they say that the best way to confront evil is to persist in the good. Yes, I'm just saying that you know. So anyway, that's, that's what I'm giving up. Hopefully, is twenty pounds, but I, I doubt it. But you know. Five pounds would be good at this point. <laughs> Twenty pounds—that's not—that's a good uh, goal. Yeah. Like I said, that's that's the you know that's so that when we're on David Letterman, I look good, you know. <laughs> yes, Letterman. Well, I wonder. Uh, I wonder. We're gonna we're gonna have to do something shocking to get on Letterman. I don't know. You don't think so? Maybe we'll, we'll work on that. So so far, we just need to you know work on something. That's true. You know what? That's that's me looking at that big picture again and getting discouraged. Yeah, don't do that. I right, gotta stop that. Gotta make gotta the little pictures. If you make the little pictures, the big picture will, you know, emerge. Exactly right. So I got it. I right. got it. And how does this relate to football, Ryan? Or was, is it too early to be talking about? No, that? no. I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling foosball coming to the surface. I was just feeling, feeling it's, it. So it's true. Well, of course. I mean, it relates directly to foosball in that. If you're concentrating on the score and winning versus your next shot, you're not going to get there. That's it. It's true. Each shot is part of the game. Each shot is important. Each each touch of the ball actually is. Exactly. You know, each, ooh, I missed that one, ooh, I caught that one, makes the whole game. <laughs> As Ram Dass said, be here now. All right. Well, <laughs> give give that guy a cookie then. <laughs> All right. So, um, what are you doing today? Uh, well, we've got a big conversion at work, so I'm probably going to be working. Oh. I think things are probably broken, and I'm just not really aware of it yet. So. Oh. <laughs> and then, of course, I'm going to go to church in an hour or something. I think I'm going to go try and find that guy I almost got in a fight with a peace fair and finish things with him. And beat the hell out of him? Or I what? think so. Okay. <laughs> it's Sunday. It's heck? Lent. You're going to give up civility for Lent. <laughs> I never had civility. Eh. Okay. Now I'll probably let it go. Let it go. All right. If I'm lucky, I'll get a ending to this podcast. But we'll see. Okay. <laughs> That'd be fun. All right. Hey, we're on. We're we're on. Uh, what are we on? We're on iTunes. We're on iTunes. Yeah, absolutely. I, 
So you can now load us onto your own MP3 player, right? Your iPod. Your iPod. <laughs> okay. You can subscribe, and it'll show up every week automatically. That would be a wonderful thing. I think people need this kind of spiritual guidance <laughs> to be a regular part of their lives. So I'd like to encourage everyone. Well, they need some sort of spiritual guidance. I'm not sure this is it, but we, we can always, you know. Well, you know, it's, there's something for everyone, right, right? For that's some true. people, this is going to be it. Yes. Oh, that's scary. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I guess we're done. We're out. Okay. Ciao. See ya. Mommog.com.